welcome back to another episode of the Next in Culture podcast. Now, this episode is really special to me. We're joined by Jeff Seniaja, the founder and CEO of Aftown Music. And when we talk about people creating real value for African creatives, Jeff is one of those people. Aftown is an app that allows users to buy and stream African music and podcasts directly on the platform, allowing creatives to make real money. Now, I learned so much from Jeff today, and I'm sure you will, so make sure you get a pen and pad to not miss any of the gems he's about to drop. Let's get into it. So welcome, Jeff, to the podcast. Thank you very much. Glad to have you. Now, with all of our guests, Mm -hmm. we want to get to know you a bit more. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions. The first thing that comes to the top of your mind, let me know. So the first question I'm going to ask is, What's a song that you have on repeats at the moment? Like I Do mm-hmm. by Fireboy. It's an old song from a classic album, mm-hmm. but I still play it till day. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's a, for a debut album, that was a great uh, uh, debut album. And I still play that song like I do. Mm-hmm. It's old. Uh, it's embarrassing that it's an old song, but mm-hmm. I still play it's it. It's not too much. It's not too old. It's, it's, not like... it's like, what, two, three years old? Yeah. So, and I still love it. It's a really good song. Do you know, I'm a Fireboy fan mm-hmm. and both of his albums, I can listen to the albums. Over He's not just a single person. Exactly. So I'm happy that you said that as well yeah, because yeah, yeah. I can relate to that Gen- one. Ghanaian artists are going to kill me for using Oh, <laughs> for using the Nigerian artists. I'm Nigerian, so it's a point for me. I'll take it anyway. <laughs> That's great. Um, what is a quote or saying that you live by? Two of them. At the moment, is is mainly it is what it is. It's... Uh, Anything terrible happens, anything good happens, it's exactly is, it mm-hmm. is what it is. And I've lived by that for a year and counting. But before that, I, I always lived by a line in a, in a song, which is by Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks about, uh, I'm on the pursuit of happiness. Everything I find isn't gold, but I'll be fine once I get it. And it's something mm-hmm. that I love so much because... As humans, you just you become so obsessed with this idea, and whether it's good or bad, you still have to stick with your decisions. So. Mm-hmm. I like I that. Like that yeah. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's a great song. You should. I, I need to check it out. I haven't heard it. You need to hear Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. I feel like both of those help keep you grounded when things go good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. I like I like your thinking on that side. Mm-hmm. How do you start your day? Are there any rituals like anything that you do when you wake up every day? This sounds terrible. I'm going to be honest. I go through all my competitors' apps. Yeah? <laughs> to start the day? Yep. Oh, this yep, is... Yep, a- yep, yep, yep. I make sure we are on the right page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's terrible in terms of setting our own pace. Mm-hmm. But whilst you set your own pace, you also make sure that you're not behind. Because sometimes you can get into the whole bubble. We're good. We're great. We're mm-hmm. better than everybody. And you realize someone else is doing something even better than you. So I'm mm-hmm. always trying to stay ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I go... And when I say competitors, I'm not talking just the local one. Mm-hmm. talking about all the big apps. Make sure that we are even better than all of them. So mm-hmm. I like that. Start the day with... Hey, we... The same way everyone watches CNN and that. Mm-hmm. I watch all my competitors. Make sure we're in the same place. This is a man on a mission, clearly. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. That's how you start your day. Because yeah, it's very, yeah. very clear. Yeah. So... You grew up in Ghana, am I right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I, I was born here in Accra, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Wow, that's it. Weird. So my, I have to go through my whole life. Okay. <laughs> I was born in Accra. I went to junior high school. Then my parents broke up. Uh, so I moved to live with my dad. So my dad settled in Zambia. Mm. So I did my high school in Zambia. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, I was in Zambia for, for four years, finished high school. After high school in Zambia, I went to do my diploma in Australia. Oh, wow. So I lived in Australia for like 11 years. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed it just going on to made in Australia there. And I... <laughs> wow. When did you come back to Ghana? 2015. Okay. I'm still as fresh as it can be. So yeah. I, came, I came back with a mission. I came back with the yearn, the urge to, to, to be the change that I want to see. Mm-hmm. And, and that was change that thing in music. And that was it. I feel like we're jumping ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> no, that's completely fine. So, okay. So you've moved around a lot. I have. I have. And Lots I feel like, exactly. And I feel like that's probably changed your worldview in the sense a that, lot, lot. do you feel like that made you more connected to come back to Ghana? I want to, to affect change here. Absolutely. I mean, in that, in that 11 years, 11 and a half, 11 years in Australia, I, I traveled a lot mm-hmm. during the summertime. I go to, to all sort of Asian countries and, the more I traveled, the more I was yearning to come back. I, the more I saw what was happening to other people in terms of other cultures, mm-hmm. the more it made me feel more homesick than ever. And mm-hmm. everything I saw, I remember when I had this pinnacle moment, I was, in, I was hitchhiking in Beijing and in China and just moving, just trying to find myself. And I just... I just felt there has to be a place. You know, there has mm-hmm. to be somewhere better than this. Mm-hmm. And that was all. Yeah. So I came back home. Did you realize that at that point? Or were you... Yeah, when I was in China. Yeah. Yes, I was in China. I met, uh, I met this American girl who was Chinese, mm-hmm. but she couldn't speak a single Mandarin. Mm-hmm. She was just like me, mm-hmm. but I was the strange one. Mm-hmm. And people couldn't realize that she's different from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I realized that if I just continue staying outside for so long, I would just be like her when I would not feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. So she was, we met together in the hotel mm-hmm. and we used to go around town together, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And everyone used to stare at me like I'm the stranger. Mm-hmm. I, my Mandarin was really good. Her yeah. Mandarin was shit, like mm-hmm. terrible. But we were both strangers in the same country just that mm. she belonged she, she looked just like them so yeah. she never had all the, the I don't know whether you've been to China in mm-hmm. China they look at us like strangers mm-hmm. they've never known most of them haven't seen Africans before mm-hmm. so it's always strange then I realized that if I stayed so long I would just be like her where mm-hmm. I come back and it doesn't feel like it and if I topple that with where I was already working I just wasn't happy yeah nice I just wasn't happy and that's when I think I discovered that whole Kit Cuddy thing. Mm-hmm. Pursuit of happiness. So take me, I feel like the entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. is unique to different people. Yeah. So yours was it kind of kicked off with like, I need to, there's a yearning to come home. Yes, it, it, exactly. But even before that, my entrepreneur started in Zambia. Mm-hmm. I, I, in boarding school, I used to sell CDs. And it was at this moment I realized that we're all living the same life. I don't know about you guys, but if you weren't selling things in the playground at school, are you really an entrepreneur? I was selling sweets, but let's jump back into Jeff's unique story. 
I love music. So back in high school in Zambia, I used to sell, I used to make the playlist, mm -hmm. make my own playlist, gospel, uh, hip life, Zambian mm -hmm. beats, all these ones and sell them. Mm -hmm. So I made quite a lot of money from that. Yeah. So at that point, I knew there was money to be made in, in music. Yeah. I knew that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't understand why my people couldn't, mm. we couldn't just get together and solve that. Yeah. So it always been at the back of my mind before I even left to Australia. I just mm. didn't know how to pull it off. So for those who don't know what Aftown is, yeah. Yeah. how would you describe Aftown music? Aftown actually means Africa town. Mm -hmm. So it's our own community. And that was, it's, it's, it's a music streaming app uh, uh, made by Africans, mm -hmm. for Africans. <laughs> and that is something I'm so proud of. And, uh, and it's purposely to generate revenue for African artists. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. We, we, we try ourselves to really, really, really generate money for artists. That mm -hmm. was the point. So it's music streaming app made by Africans for Africans. When did the idea come about? Because many people have ideas. Yes, yes, yes. And not everyone was like, okay, I see there's a gap here. There's mm -hmm. value to be created for artists, which I agree with in mm -hmm. terms of making sure our artists and creators get revenue. Yep. When did the idea come about? And it was like, yes, I'm going back to Ghana. I'm going to go. The, the idea for After Music did not actually originate from Australia. Mm -hmm. I came from Australia with purpose of starting something. I just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. I didn't, mm. I really didn't have Aftown idea in China or in Australia, neither. I arrived, I started doing some, uh, I started, uh, I had a project in my company where we had those screens, you know those uh, uh, headrest screens in taxis? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. I saw one of those in China. I was like, you know what? This is what I'm going to start with. Mm -hmm. So that's one, that's my first business when I arrived in Ghana 2015. Mm -hmm. I started uh, putting those screens in taxis with ads showing and mm -hmm. entertainment and that. So it was like an ad generated thing. And then eight months into my, my stay back home, I was watching the news and there's this high life legend called Dasi Brejamna. He's a life, high life legend here in Ghana. And uh, in the news, it was reported that he had passed away mm -hmm. at our big hospital, Kolebu. And one of the reasons why he passed away tragically was because he was waiting to raise funds for his procedure. And mm -hmm. we're talking about a legend. I will compare Dasi to I don't know which Motown person, which international person, but this guy has been in the game for a long time. Mm -hmm. In the game for a long time, in order to, a long time for your music to make money for you. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't understand why someone as good as that, I mean, he could pass for Fela Kuti, not that I'm comparing Fela to that's a bit, you know, but mm -hmm. I mean, he was in the game for that long. Mm -hmm. So I just couldn't grasp the idea of, and that was not the first time I've heard an artist pass away mm -hmm. tragically in need of financial reasons for medical assistance. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't wrap that together. So the following morning I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I called a few people, I'm like, what is the problem? They said, you know what? Well, the music is out, they're downloading it for free, and that's the problem. I'm like, what if we just try and sell it? Literally, mm -hmm. let's just try mm -hmm. and sell it. Because artists now have Twitter followers, they have social media they like their stuff just yeah. liking your stuff if it costs one cd mm -hmm. it won't hurt them let's mm -hmm. just try and sell it 
and at that time streaming services was not really a thing yeah. i know it feels 2015 16 was was not so long ago but yeah. we have changed drastically in africa mm -hmm. so i'm like all right let's get this song let them download it and let them pay one cd for it yeah and lo and behold that was the beginning of after music wow yeah and there's so many steps i'm sure because this is an app like yes. this is yeah you, this is the whole building an app is not an easy feature ah, at God, all. you know but <laughs> let's take it back yep 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 to bbnz yeah. how did bbnz play a part in the aftown music story okay i cannot actually mention bbnz without uh, talking about how we got to BBNZ. Mm -hmm. So we started selling. We made quite a lot of money for artists. Sony Badu, Money First. I don't know if you heard of any of those artists. Mm -hmm. uh, Wallasi. Mm -hmm. These are artists that really started making money. And we're not talking about, we, we're talking about 5,000, 10,000 CDs mm -hmm. in a month. Mm -hmm. So, and these were sales of songs and even physical CDs that we're selling on Aftown. Mm -hmm we're selling not just in our crowd but all over the country we just literally i remember having our first cd i went all the way to the bus station to mail it all the way to the northern region because someone ordered that online i was so mm -hmm. happy yeah and it's just the feeling of someone using your product it's yeah. an amazing feeling mm -hmm. an amazing feeling so we we got the interest of different different people and we met alvin alvin is like look this is great what you're doing is amazing how did you meet alvin I met Alvin through one of our partners called Antoine Mensa and mm -hmm. Roland. Roland and Antoine Mensa were also from, they were also another team mm -hmm. that came on board with me because I needed, I was a tech guy, mm -hmm. pure tech guy. I had no idea on how social media works, how marketing and everything works. Mm -hmm. So I got in touch with Roland and Antoine. Antoine Mensa is actually a radio personalist. Mm -hmm. So they approached me and told me, look, we want to partner with you and we love what you're doing mm -hmm. you handle your marketing and you just worry about the tech yes. and that was like you know what sharing is caring mm -hmm. and uh, i don't have a problem one thing i've learned in africa is if you want to be greedy you'll be alone for a long time mm -hmm. everyone is partnership has been my greatest achievement i'm sure at some point you're going to ask me and it's partnerships so i partnered up with antoine and roland and they brought they introduced me to Alvin mm -hmm. and so well, I can literally remember the day when I met Alvin huge stands like yeah what's up what's up what's up and like yeah what's up and one thing I love about Alvin is he tells you the truth right there and there mm -hmm. he told Jeff what you're doing is great mm -hmm. but it's not the future it's the worst thing you could ever hear from someone for the first time wow. <laughs> yeah first time I was like what you're doing is great but it's not the future the future is streaming Mm -hmm. you should have seen my face I'm like fuck after all the hard work <laughs> I thought I was here to just get the whole yeah. uh, the whole praise, praise. welcome on board yeah yeah welcome on board this mm -hmm. is it yeah it's a bunch of money mm -hmm. run away with it and it, it's and it took me some time to be honest I'm like you guys sure about this like yeah but we have a model it's working mm -hmm. we're getting sales I mean I could show them right now this we just literally just made 200 Ghana CDs in the last hour guys mm -hmm. people are buying like yes I get you but the future is streaming so what you're doing let's not ruin it let's mm -hmm. keep it let's create a streaming platform and as usual 
you have to swallow your pride because you always have to look at things from different perspective and mm-hmm. expect the unexpected. So yeah. I went back to my drawing board. Mm-hmm. You had to with, pivot. Yep. With the help of Alvin now on board, we had to expand the team, mm-hmm. get more people, start building the streaming app. Building the streaming app meaning you have to now start that, uh, uploading all the content you've been building from the download aspect mm-hmm. to the streaming aspect and tell you the truth I, for us to get where we are I don't know how many times we rebuilt our platform oh I can imagine yes because first we built it very simply thinking okay this is what we have to do then we go there's a standard for this there's a standard for this there's a standard for that international standards all mm-hmm. new standards tracking and coding and all that I had to learn on the job mm-hmm. I have to read every day I have to I really did a lot of education, self-education mm-hmm. and learn on the job and getting the right people to do the job and mm-hmm. finding the right people. Mm-hmm. Finding talent has been one of the most difficult things because you can find talent, you can find people who can do the job but they will not do it the way you want it because mm-hmm. they will end up doing it to the, according to the African standard but you mm-hmm. want to be there mm-hmm. and they just want to be in their comfort zone. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's how we ended up with the streaming platform. It took us about a year. And okay, so what's the business model now for mm-hmm. in terms of Aftown? Because even when I'm on app, it's beyond just this. Isn't just music streaming or music downloads. Mm-hmm. This is a whole audio ecosystem. You've got the podcasts on there as well. What is the business model? Would you say as of well, twenty twenty one? Yeah. Well, we've 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 actually. Uh, Aftal, I think we've been a huge guinea pig for quite a lot of streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, my competitors are competitors are in now. You know, I'm, I think Apple Music is now here, Spotify is now here, Boomplay is now here, and they all looked at us. Mm-hmm. I, I I I got emails from friends in the US and even Microsoft and Facebook mm-hmm. telling me, look, your name Aftal just showed up here. Mm-hmm. People are actually looking at you. I've yeah. got people. I, I don't even want to mention. Mm-hmm. They all looked at us, and we got into the industry with subscription. Mm-hmm. We were so big that we actually partnered with MTN mm-hmm. with our subscription. Yes, yeah. we got we partnered with MTN, and we started off with a subscription model where you know how it works. You subscribe, mm-hmm. you have the song the whole time, and we realized that Africans just don't like to subscribe. Mm-hmm. We hate uh, commitment. Though. Commitment. That mm-hmm. is the word. It's, it's, it's not a male issue. We mm-hmm. just hate commitment. So we hate anything got to do with attachment and everything. So we had to learn that the hard way. So later on, we realized, you know what? This is not going. Let's move to ad supported. Mm-hmm. And then we had to change our whole model. We had to move all the subscribers, people that have paid for a year. <laughs> and we moved to uh, uh, ad supported. And it's the best decision we ever made. Because mm-hmm. now the influx of users, people were finding very difficult, uh, easier to use. And our competitors, okay, less people just that came in, the new competitors that just came in, mm-hmm. they realized that after have changed to ad supported, so there's literally no need for us to go onto that model mm-hmm. anymore. And it worked for all of us. So yeah. we went through the cracks and we really uh, um, 
we did all the suffering for all the other ones. Mm-hmm. I know Spotify is here and they're still going the subscription model, but let's see how it goes. Yeah. Yes. I like that. I'm going to it and I'm not going to go through it. Again? again. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So in terms of, okay, so for an artist yeah. that has music on Aftam, yeah. how do they generate revenue? Mm-hmm. For... Okay. So one of the best things I love about what we have done and what we have always started with is that our subscription, our revenue stream mm-hmm goes directly to the artist. So what I mean is that if you're an artist, we work it directly with you or mm-hmm. directly with your team. You don't have to go through a distributor to get your songs to us. Mm-hmm. And once you see your music and your money in real time, especially mm-hmm. your money. So once you get your music to us, you sign up, there's a sign up fee of 100 cities. Mm-hmm. We use that to create all your artworks and all the other promotions. But once you start generating revenue, either from downloads or from streaming Mm -hmm. that money you see it on your dashboard and it's connected to your mobile money or your bank account Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter even if you make 10 cities today or 20 cities today Mm -hmm. you just go withdraw and it's withdrawn straight to your mobile money account Mm -hmm. is that the same for podcasters like exactly yeah yes so everything is ad supported so podcasters also make revenue from so I'm going to put the Next in Culture podcast you should, on after. You should. It's something we should start the conversation mm-hmm. because there's no way I can have this uh, 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 session without it being on Aftown. So definitely. The people on Aftown need to know oh, Jeff and his Jeff story as well. So we'll talk about that a bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think one of the things that I do love and that I'm a big fan of is just the future of audio. Okay. That's something that I love about Aftown mm-hmm. in terms of it's not just music. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's like a, when I'm in the app, it feels like I'm in like a real hub of just audio. I can immerse myself in, I feel like there's a lot of local Ghanaian content. Is yeah. that the focus, the strategy at the moment? No, not actually. Uh, we actually have more Nigerian. Mm. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, we've made it, our people, uh, we want them to feel at home. So mm-hmm. uh, we've designed a few things that makes it feel if you're in Ghana, you see more Ghana content. If mm-hmm. you're in Nigeria, oh, you see okay. more Nigerian content. Nice. But we actually have more Nigerian content than Ghanaian content. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole purpose is make it feel African. Yeah. And it's something I'm so proud of. Because mm-hmm. my boys, uh, uh, actually, I'm going to say my, my boys, my team, because we have quite a number of uh, female, mm-hmm. uh, 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 what's the name, part of the, the team. So, uh, my team has been tremendous and something they are, they literally don't like me when I say uh, proudly by Africans for Africans that, but I, it's something I'm so proud of yeah I'm sure they themselves didn't imagine that we could have something like this at, mm-hmm. at that point but we did, got it done did you see yourself when you started this mm-hmm. did you see it evolving to where it is now <laughs> no not the streaming part no yeah no. not the streaming part yeah okay. yeah download part I just thought okay that would be it I didn't think we'd be here where we are celebrated and we've made money mm-hmm. for artists. If I look back now, there's no way I would think that we would have generated. To date, we've probably generated about 250,000 Ghana cities mm-hmm. worth of revenue for artists, mm-hmm. and which is something that is re- rare. I hope the artists that are listening to this, if you're not in Aftown, oh, they withdraw money every day, even you, this morning. You need to get on Aftown. And that's something that Nexon Culture is all about in terms of. <laughs> We speak about like business models specific for African creatives, for African artists yeah. as well. Yeah. And I like that you guys have found 
well, you're, you're still finding, but you found what is working to get people, as exactly. you said. Exactly. Like, you saw a problem, you saw the need, and you built it. Yep. So I commend you on that. A question I have, which is off-topic, but in the wider ecosystem of things. Yeah. Things like, we see, like, the clubhouses, like, mm-hmm. the whole interactive socials, Twitter spaces. Yeah. Do you see Aftown tapping into the interactive audio space? These days, it's easy to actually say that, but financially, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, these big tech companies are able to do it because they have the money and resources to pull that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see, definitely, I see Aftown. I've always wanted to build that ecosystem aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would want to do it according to my people's demand. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned so much about putting unnecessary features mm-hmm. and things that people wouldn't use. Uh, I would have to make sure my people are ready. Mm-hmm. Africans are ready. And I know they're ready because they're mm-hmm. tapping into all these type of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, 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 we, ha- we Africans have a... My whole purpose is I don't want to end up being in a space that's one already saturated mm-hmm. and my people won't come. Mm. And I'm saying my people are just Africans. Mm-hmm. We Africans have a way of understanding which tech to use. We rather go for the Western tech quicker than mm-hmm. the local tech. So unless I'm very, very sure that this feature is going to work for us, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because our people are quite weird. In, yeah. in it, it took us a while to, to be accustomed. It took... Ghanaians especially a while to be accustomed to after music mm-hmm. they were very skeptic mm-hmm. and you could see my heartbreak when I saw how they reacted to Spotify mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's 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 something that I still find it very difficult to 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 do you say swallow and and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and appreciate and understand but uh, it's something that we have to we as a culture have to and I'm sure mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 an African thing mm-hmm. we, we, it takes a while for us to to, to love our own mm, definitely. when something else comes we, we quickly dash to it and, and even you know I have so many ideas but that's uh, that's a whole other conversation yeah, yeah. but just in terms of you kind of touched on it in terms of learnings and lessons in business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you've been on this journey for some years now yeah what have some of your biggest lessons like just one of your biggest lessons it could be like a failure that you well quote unquote failure mm-hmm. I don't call them failures I call okay. them lessons that you've had to to learn and learn quickly uh, a lot. I can mm-hmm. list them. Uh, partnerships are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, without partnerships, you would not go anywhere. I can guarantee you. Mm-hmm. If you have 100%, you'll be 100% and be nowhere. Mm-hmm. Share as much as you can, but don't be silly. Mm-hmm. Okay? Don't be naive about it. But partnerships are the only way. Money is not going to buy. No amount of money would buy partnerships. What I mean is, if, for example, my partnership with Alvin and BBNZ in general mm-hmm cannot be equated to financial because mm-hmm. the impact BBNC has brought to, to, to the table is, is, is priceless. Mm-hmm. So partnerships are great. There is no loyalty mm-hmm. <laughs> in the business. Uh, especially there is no loyalty in the music business. Mm-hmm. There is no permanent friends and there are no permanent enemies. Mm-hmm. You hate someone today, you've got to love them tomorrow. So mm-hmm. get loyalty out of the way. Um... I don't even know. <laughs> What's the lesson, that, like a learning that you've learned about yourself? Myself? Like, yeah. Myself. Ooh. 
Because I feel like different experiences and environments teach you, you have different things have to come out of you because mm-hmm. you're in that specific space. Yeah. Is yeah. that something that has surprised you? Like, wow, well, I didn't know I was this way or I need to, in a uh, good way. I didn't know. But looking back in my past life, oh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I, I would say my past life was when I was in Australia. I, I thought it was all about me. Mm-hmm. I literally thought it was all about me. I thought my idea was was what will get me there mm-hmm. but I realized that my team I get a lot more from my team than myself mm-hmm. um, so um, what I've learned more is to always ask for other people's opinions and it always helps I, mm-hmm. I always I've always relied on my team's experience and you get the best ideas from the most unexpected of places mm-hmm. and it's something that I've learned over time and there are people that I talk to because one thing for sure when people always meet me after what you're doing is great mm-hmm. right blah 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 then next thing they tell you is what you should do better right mm-hmm. now at some point it's going to be so much because everybody will tell you what they think is great for your company or mm-hmm. what they think mm-hmm. you should be doing better accept it do whatever you have to do but I'm not saying you should go and do exactly what they say mm-hmm. just listen to them the best thing is to listen and at the end of the day you would always realize what you really need because mm. a lot of people will be telling you a lot of things the best thing is to listen how listen. how have you found filtering yes that's <laughs> that's the, the the question yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah i think it's it's look there's some people that you just can't avoid you have to listen to them and sometimes i had to resort to my own final analysis but just knowing is better so it's a diff. It's a gray area. It's mm-hmm. a very gray area. I can't tell you how I've, how I've managed, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's certain things that, for example, there's certain things that Alvin says mm-hmm. that I will take it. Uh, my other partners also say Antoine, Roland, Jerome, all the other, they say, people say, and the best thing is I have to figure out what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And I always my thing does this work for the artist. Mm-hmm. Is this something mm-hmm. that I'm going to backtrack and say, okay, this is going to reduce your revenue? Does it work for the Ghanaian user? Mm-hmm. Is this something that they'll say, okay, this is not going to make the app easy to use? Those are the two. I always think about them. Terribly, I think about the company last. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. always, and we end up losing because that makes we might not make enough money. Mm-hmm. And which is why it took, uh, even personally, took us quite a lot, uh, took us longer to move to an ad supported platform than mm-hmm. subscription. Is because I was very stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> I hated the Google ads. I hated all these other ads, and I should have listened quite earlier. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, is this good for the artists? Is this good for for the, the users? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about the company. Nice. Yes. So, the next ten years. Yes. As we start to wrap. Yeah. What do you want to see for the future of Aftown? We should be Africa's solution. Mm-hmm. to music that's what I want and why we should be Africa's solution because I genuinely feel we are the only platform that genuinely thinks about African artists all mm-hmm. the other platforms just come in hey we've got great music we've got the great platform but mm-hmm. they don't genuinely think about us mm-hmm. and if you are African artists that have made it they've only made it because they want to blow in the western world but mm-hmm. artists generic authentic artists that 
whose music is not going to go outside African borders. Mm-hmm. It's just going to just because they sing in local languages and uh, they've got their own authentic stuff. Af- Aftown is the solution mm-hmm. because I will continue thinking about the artists and the users first before even the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll have that. to kick me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I will have to kick me out. But it's because I honestly think that good music should be heard when when the artist is also in a good position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could talk to you all day. I feel like I feel like there's so much wisdom. Yeah. Um, I was gonna go to the last question, but I want to ask you another question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, in terms of knowledge, mm-hmm. I know you look at the competitors at the start of the day. Yeah. How do you just stay sharp, like in terms of just learnings and just tech and the industry? Are there things that you do? There are things that you read? just to make sure that you're like on top of your game in terms of that uh business wise i always watch bloomberg mm-hmm. uh, see what other tech companies are doing half of the time we're not able to relate what they're doing but it's it's what it, because there's so much happening every day it's always difficult to just pick up the newspaper and see what's going on mm-hmm. but i read quite a lot of tech blogs mm-hmm. and uh now I'm going to add nesting culture to my bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of TV, just Bloomberg and one or two tech blogs. Too, nice. So I'm, okay. I'm ahead I like of everyone. Yeah. 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 So last but not least, is a lot of people that listen to nesting culture, they have ideas, they're building ideas, they're yep. building. Yep. What advice would you give to someone that has an idea, they see a need, they mm-hmm. see a problem? Yep. They don't really know how to start or where to start, but they know that this is something that they need to do, like themselves, they need to do. What advice would you give to someone that has an idea that they want to build on? Whoever is listening to me, stop. Whatever urge you have in your stomach, that feeling, that gut, it's good. But what you need to do is control it. You need to control your urge. So whatever idea you have, you need to be able to control it. And one of the most important things with controlling it, it in is figure out what you are planning of doing with your idea. Is it going to generate revenue? Is it feasible? Now, having an idea is, is one thing. Mm-hmm. Practicality is something different. One of the biggest things I always find is that an idea comes in, but I fail to do a feasibility study. Mm-hmm. to make sure that would this be practical would this actually work i mean these days every idea we have to see whether it's feasible and it's going to generate revenue mm-hmm. so make sure your feasibility study is correct make mm-hmm. sure your feasibility study is is great for those of you who are confused about what i'm trying to say is that make sure you properly lay out what it's going to do how you're going to serve the, the product make sure you know the type of customers and also be very sure that your customers are going to actually consume your product. Mm. If you cannot answer these questions, you shouldn't start. And that means you're not ready. Mm. Don't, I know that feeling will just get you very much in the haste to try something, but sometimes the biggest disappointment is not being ready. Mm. So always be ready. And that's the other thing. Even if you end up doing it and end up pursuing your dream or laying out your idea, and it does not go as quiet as you want it, don't be disappointed. Just be ready. What I mean ready is, you just never know when your 15 minutes is. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. make sure your product works, 
make sure you've got everything in check your social media accounts whatever your documents whatever you need to have be ready because the last thing you want is not being ready and someone gives you a shout out someone gives you that article mm -hmm. the next thing and your server goes down or yeah. your your customers are not ready or you, you are not ready as a company be ready be ready because it might take 100 years mm -hmm. but be ready I love that. And I, I attest to that as well in terms of yeah. a lot of us have ideas, but we don't understand the work that goes behind it. Yeah. So make sure you're doing the work yeah. that you can stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So just, just always be ready. Be ready for you. Just don't know when that 15 minutes is going to start. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. once it starts, just consume as much as you can because yeah. you don't know when it's going to end. Mm, I love that. And you know, I've learned so much in just our conversation today. So I really want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. Yep. We're going to be on Aftown soon, so Absolutely. I'll be hearing you up about that. Oh, yeah. But thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us on a podcast today. Those who haven't downloaded Aftown yet, make sure you go and check it out. For the artists, make sure you go and get the, the, the money, the revenue that is built for us. So make sure you capitalize on that. But thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. And we will be speaking to you very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Next in Culture podcast. I hope this episode was insightful and you gained some practical tips for your own journey. Now, if you liked what you heard, don't forget to share and subscribe. If the spirit leads you, you know, you can even leave a review on the relevant platforms. If you want more of this content, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Next in Culture.